Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello, this is Garod Farrelly, the host of the podcast that you're about to listen to. Today, I'll be joined by Riyad Kalaf, who is a radio producer and YouTube blogger and was very handy in making the first episode, let me tell you. Though I must say, I did edit this myself. Riyad asked me to say that. And then he pulled out handfuls of his hair. Also, I'll be talking to Eleanor Tiernan about the time she attempted to go back to her day job after five years as a stand-up comedian. And Mariama Goodman, a singer with the 90s band The Honeys, who is the world's most impressive double jobber, and you will see why. Also, I got to pick the theme tune myself. It's amazing. Is that not the most amazing jingle you've ever heard in your life? I just peed my pants. Hello, everyone. You're very welcome to uh, this episode of Fascinated, which is a podcast where I will be talking to people that I find fascinating. Ah, cheers. That wasn't meant for you. I'm joined in the studio today by Riyad Kalaf. Am I saying your name right? Close enough. We had a discussion about this outside and I said, Garoud, call me whatever. It's Garoud and Riyad talking about names. We have a decent one between us. Like, if only we could call John. <laughs> you're a radio producer, a YouTube blogger. Uh, so you're a very talented child, would you say? Are you, you calling you me are, a child You now? are a talented child. You're a child now. I'm you're, 22. You're, like, you're 22. Like, I'm not like, a child. I'm past 18. I drank in America. <laughs> I'm deaf when adults. I, <laughs> Well, under Riyadh's watchful eye and fatherly guidance, the first episode can kick off. One of life's sad truths is that we all need to earn money. And to do that, you need a job. Unless, of course, you've married money. And if you've done that, well done you. You just sit back on your big couch, listening to this on your fancy iPad that your other half bought you because you are a little bit fantastic. Before the rest of us, our job can be the best or the worst thing about our lives. Today, I'll be talking to two performers from different worlds. Eleanor Tiernan is an Irish comedian who took a five-year career break from her job as a civil engineer when her comedy career started to quickly take off. I'll be talking to her about her brief return to the day job and how she realised that she just moved on. Also, I'll be chatting to Mariama Goodman who sort of did the opposite. Mariama had what seemed like an amazing career as a pop singer with 90s band The Honeys, but in 2000 she suddenly quit the band and disappeared from the limelight altogether, making a career change that astonished her friends and family. Eleanor Tiernan is a familiar face on Irish television. Once she began to get established in her comedy career, she took leave from her day job. During her five years off, her comedy career went from strength to strength. She toured, appeared regularly on television and won rave reviews at the Edinburgh Festival. But nothing quite prepared her for the morning that she returned to her old life. The first day that you went back, what was that like? Garrod, it was like it was like going back in time, which is a I don't know if that really it was like um 
well first of all I went in and I sat at my new desk I was in a different part of the building when I went back and I logged into my email account and they hadn't closed down my email address in the time I had been away so I think maybe four and a half thousand emails so the computer computer completely stalled and they all came back in to my inbox and then the task list we were using this Microsoft Outlook kind of way of uh, planning our day so my task list from the day I left flashed up on the screen from five years the things that I hadn't finished that day before I left came back in you know so it's prompting me to you know follow up on those things Um, I walked past people in the corridor and all the information started coming back into my head about you know although that person you know because you forget the little things you know about people and I hadn't thought about them once you know, very, very nice and, and lovely people. But I, 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 I hadn't considered what they were doing or wasn't it wasn't reminded of them once. Um, and uh, all that stuff has come back. I was walking down the corridor and I saw Pat and I said, oh, there's Pat. He drives in from Ashburn. He gets up. At, I know he gets up at half seven. He comes in and he's in at 25 past eight because he wants to miss the traffic and his sons play play cricket or, you Gosh. know, whatever. All that, like just but a ton of those facts just came in were just came back from my subconscious or into wow. the into the conscious and uh, I felt really wobbly uh, when that was happening and then yeah to the extent that when I was driving home that evening I uh, I remember I, I call that <laughs> when I'm telling the story I, I call it looking for loading bays because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing I was just trying just to I think at four times I had to pull in and stop the car and just kind of take take a moment and be like <laughs> 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 Was there, like, were you trying to uh, impress them with what you had been doing? Because, I mean, you'd, you'd done things like, you, you know, you did the tour with Tommy, you'd done plays and loads of stand-up and you'd been on television and... It was totally and... irrelevant. Did you feel that when you went back, did, was anyone interested or impressed or...? Um, it was just a neutral. It was completely neutral. It, it was, and, and rightly so, you know, like yeah. people oh, yeah, weren't yeah. kind of th- thinking it was any more important than somebody else who so had... Odds with, I suppose the world of work and the world of every day, it, it can be perceived as so exciting. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I, I. I'm. I'm. I don't think it would be helpful. Yeah. It would have been helpful to to you know not that people are running around helping their purpose is to make me help me make decisions, but yeah. it it definitely. But it was helpful. It, it was helpful to me that that <laughs> I I think that. Uh, there wasn't any kind of drama around me coming back. Yeah. I was just straight in there, you know, and put to work. And then I was like, seriously, there's absolutely no point in the training meeting anything here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here. It's a waste of public money. And were, were you worried about how it would affect you as a stand-up? Did you feel in your head, oh, well, I'm still a professional stand-up? It immediately seemed totally at odds with being a comedian. And I felt that I was damaging my identity as a comedian okay. by being there and I don't mean it in a kind of a, a business profile sense I mean my yeah. personal identity okay as who I was 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 immediately threatened by it uh, was that <coughs> was that internal or was there any part of you worried about other people in the office saying well, that's, you know she used to be on the television and now she's back in here so no it was nothing to do with being on the television yeah. it was only to do with being uh, I suppose and I I I know people kind of dispute whether comedy is art or not, but for me, I have to think of it that way. It was being an artist. Okay. That that quest was threatened. 
by it. Okay. And then also there was a big part of my job was um, giving presentations, giving training days to local authority staff, which means standing up in front of an audience and talking for long periods of time. And I couldn't figure out in my head how to do that without the purpose of it being making people laugh. Okay. How can I stand up in front of people and yeah. not want to make them laugh? That's that felt like that was going to really damage that my my making yeah. people laugh muscle, whatever that is. Yeah. That that would start to get really flabby. Yeah. If I didn't, because you'd be okay with silence. Yeah. Yeah. When did you decide this isn't this is completely unworkable? I did. Uh, I went back uh, on a say a Monday. Uh, I did a week, and then I did another three days. And uh, I, at that stage, my back was ri- uh, in ribbons. Uh, I, was, I, I was, like you, you're describing there, I was just a, a, a shell. I was grey uh, from the, the life kind of being trained out of me. And uh, I called in sick for the, follow- the two days of the second week. And over that weekend, I, uh, I, I knew I couldn't do it. And it wasn't one of those, it, it, it wasn't a case of like, I'm going to, uh, have a plan in place for when I leave here it was yeah. like no I just have to act now something really bad is going to happen if I continue to do this uh, wow was there any one thing that threw the switch for you there was a thing there was a, <laughs> that kept happening in the eight days that I was there right yeah. before I handed in my notice I, I did have to do another month afterwards when I handed in my notice because <laughs> that's how things work because life isn't easy this is the rules <laughs> But um, there was the eight days where I didn't know I was or, or I was trying to make the decision or, or trying to trying to make it work, actually. But um, they had gotten televisions into the canteen in the five years that I had I, I had gone and Sky was on in the canteen all of the time. And Sky were running an ad campaign and the theme music that they were using. And it was just an ad for Sky itself. But the theme music was the, the theme to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And it was like, there's a place in your mind it's a world of pure imagination <laughs> and I, every time I'd walk into the canteen I would just hear that and I was like it's telling you to go and it just it just felt so like um I don't believe in in that but it felt like yeah I was being kind of Does the message come up from the somewhere? piss was being taken out yeah, every exactly. big time do you think that you're are you defined by what the job you do do you think is it is it possible to exist separately from your job? I, okay. I maybe someday in my life it it it'll, it'll it won't be such a strong part of me yeah. or my identity. But I have to say, um, uh, I've had times uh, where I've been in a real kind of uh, uh, just spiritually kind of uh, not knowing where I was or kind of lost, feeling yeah. really lost and. The purpose of comedy, the strong purpose that's behind it, has really pulled me out of it. Okay. Uh, and artistic purpose is something that really kind of, um, and all I mean by that is just like having an idea and trying to figure out the best way to kind of present it in yeah. a way that's going to make people laugh. That's it's just that kind of yeah yeah small thing, but that is enough. That excitement of doing something like that is enough to kind of stop. It keeps my light on. Five years as a comedian meant Eleanor couldn't get excited about her day job anymore. But Mariama Goodman was searching for a new path that would give her the same satisfaction as her career as a singer. Now, if you haven't heard of Mariama or the Honeys, firstly, where have you been? 
but let me catch you up. In 1999, Mariama Goodman was a member of disbanding girl band Solid Harmony. After some success in Europe, legal issues with the band's management had meant the girls had lost their recording contract. At the same time, another girl band, The Honeys, were at the height of their success when a founding member, Heavenly Denton, suddenly left. Guess what happened? They needed an immediate replacement and Mariama was approached to take Heavenly's place. But while the band's success grew to new heights, Mariama was miserable. Tensions with another Honeys member, Naima Belchiati, were becoming unbearable. Then one morning, instead of going to work, she walked to an internet cafe and sent a fax to the band's management, their record label, and phoned her bandmates, giving them all the same message she wasn't coming back. She then disappeared from the limelight, re-emerging this year as part of the reformed Honeys lineup for ITV2's The Big Reunion, where it was revealed that Mariama is now a midwife working in a London hospital. Okay, I hope you're all caught up, because that took me nearly a weekend to record. I'm never doing anything like that again. Seriously, next time you're just going to have to Google. I met up with Mariama when she was in Dublin to perform at the O2 Arena with the Honeys as part of the Big Reunion tour, because I wanted to know what is it like to go from the top of the charts to working as a midwife and then for seven years later to have your career take off again while you're still working as a midwife? And I have to say, I was really, really glad when I arrived at the hotel to interview her that it was just her I was interviewing and not the honeys because when I met her, I suddenly became a 15-year-old fan again, which was ridiculous. Seriously, I think if it had been the honeys, I would have been just lying on the ground screaming, crying, grabbing one of their legs. <sighs> it's amazing the things you learn about yourself. Anyway, enjoy the interview. Check one, two. Check you see, you've one, got two, that three. sultry soul <laughs> singer sort of laid no, back. Only when I'm doing links. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice and slow. But, uh, Is that loud okay. enough? Yeah, I think that's cool. Okay. That's grand. I'll keep an eye on this here. It's amazing um, how much easier everything is these days. I know. Like, because originally I was, um, like, I was saying, oh, I'll do it myself. I'll do everything myself. And then, like, as it comes up, you're like, I don't know how to use a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is the first interview I've done as part of this podcast, and uh, I'm very excited about it. And my guest, you will not believe. You just will not believe who I managed to get. It, it's ridiculous. First of all, you need to fire your agent for actually ending up here. <laughs> for allowing me to <laughs> yeah, sit with you. Yeah, that's it. Um, so uh, if you've downloaded this podcast, the, pro- the chances are you downloaded it because it has this person's name in the description. It's Mariama from The Honeys. Hello, hello. Hello. You're very welcome. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. Hello, it's so nice to see you. Um, you are currently on the crest of a huge wave with the big reunion. How's yeah. that been? It's insane. When we started the big reunion, it was kind of a small project in all our heads that we'd just kind of go back and redress everything. And, and the goal was the Hammersmith Apollo gig at the end. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it then got like a million and a half viewers, first episode, and then we ended up with a sort of arena tour is just mind blowing. We didn't expect it at all. It was crazy to see a build over those few weeks, and yeah. then all of a sudden, they're going on tour yes the most exciting thing that I learned because I had been a fan of the honeys super fan of the honeys uh, from when I was younger was that you're actually you have a day job I have a proper grown up day job you know with uh, people who were pop stars years ago there's a lot of stylists and house husbands you know Yeah. but you you are a midwife a midwife yes I am it's very, very different. <laughs> well, we'll go back. We'll go back to like where where it kind of started. You originally you were in the band Solid Harmony, yeah. and then the the Honeys came up. Yeah. So you thought, so long, girls. It's the big time for Mariama. <laughs> just had better outfits, basically. No. Really. <laughs> now you'd obviously been training and singing and dancing 
Yeah, my so whole life. I, I went to sort of, instead of going to a normal secondary school, I went to a, a performing arts school. But my side was very ballet based. I actually was going to be a ballet dancer originally. Oh, wow. I got to 16 and I was either go and join a dance company, I was accepted at Ballet Rombe, um, or go and do something completely different. And I was always sort of singing in the shower. That's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. But in the ballet school, you don't talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yeah. serious arts. Yeah. So I just, I went to a, a more rounded performing arts college and sort of met the right people and managed to get into the music industry. Wow. And before you joined Honeys, were you, did you, were you a fan? Like, because they were very big as well before, yeah. before you actually came on board. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was a fan um, because... There's going to be murder. <laughs> There's going to be murder. I'm putting this on the Facebook page when I go home. <laughs> you know, because back then there was all these sort of multi-act road shows and all that kind of stuff. So it yeah. was always, you'd see people around. And the Honeys used to sort of be very immaculately dressed with their suits on and stuff. Um, and they kind of got a reputation actually of being a bit kind of snooty and, and not talking really? to people. I'll be honest. They know oh this. I've told the God. girls. So we always used to like look at them from the corner while we were chatting and having a giggle with the other bands kind of thing. Because um, your band, you're, a lot of tracksuits in your band. Yeah, like it was you, very it was like a band, lot of combats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of dancing, a hell of a lot of dancing, um, jumping around and sort of being a bit cool. <laughs> and then, so when you were, when the offer came in for the honeys, you just thought, okay, time to be snooty. Time to be snooty. I'm hanging yeah. up these yeah. combats. Um, so when, obviously, the, when you obviously realised it wasn't working out with the honeys for you, um, yeah. the, you know, and like that was all covered in the big reunion, yeah. there was murder. <laughs> Watch it. There was murder. There was like this fight I'd imagine. For diva drama. Yeah, I'm sure it was brilliant. <laughs> but uh, when that didn't work out for you, because you, like as you said, you've been training for a long time. Yeah. And I suppose the goal was to be a big pop star. And all of a sudden you were doing these massive gigs very soon after you joined a band. Like you were yeah. the, the tea in the park thing and stuff. That was like yeah, 100,000 100, people. people at Hyde Park, fighting the park. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, um, all the sort of the usual TV shows that you grow up watching, all that kind of stuff. It was all very quick, like a big whirlwind, really. And about how long into you actually joining the band were you actually doing that type of stuff? Straight away. It was wow. straight away, yeah. And for when you decide, when you kind of decided for yourself, this isn't working for me, mm. that, it, that must have been huge because this is what you've worked for your whole life and then you're there yeah. and it's kind of not working. Yeah, it's a massive decision. But I, I reached the point where I was crying every morning and had to get up and go into work. And wow. I don't care what you do for a living, if you're doing that, your life is too short. Yeah. You spend so much of your day at work, especially if you're in a pop group, it's your whole life. Yeah. That that is if you're not liking your job, you're not liking your life. Yeah. So that was just I had to do something else. And when you when you officially pulled the plug, like when you said, Right, that's enough. Yeah. What was what was kind of going through your head? Was it just get me out of here or did you have a view of what you wanted to do or It was just get me out of here, if I'm completely honest. And then um everybody thinks, Oh, I can go and I can songwrite or I'll I don't know, do something else media y. Um and I moved to the States and just kind of, I supported a boy band over there, funny enough. Really? Because solo artist, yeah. Um, wow. What not boy because band? I was going to release anything, just because it was um, something to do while I sorted my head out. And I knew their management team. was They were called O-Town. They had a TV show and stuff in the States. Oh, I, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was songwriting and everything. So I had songs. So I went to the States and they needed an opening act. So I went and opened for them all over America. So I did like a, a, an American tour as a support act for them, whilst trying to understand in my head what it was I was going to do next. And when when you finished that, did you think, okay, solo isn't for me, or is it just, or like at what point did you say, you know what, music, yeah, I'm kind of done. Music's never left me, and performance yeah. never left me, ever. My issue was always that in this kind of business, no matter how hard you work, or how good you think you might be, 
it's so dependent on other people. Yeah. It's not the kind of career where if you work hard, you're going to do well. It doesn't necessarily work out that way. And I kind of, I got to a point where I thought, I need to be able to do something that if I work really, really hard, then I'm going to see the rewards from okay. that. Without having to be so 100% dependent on your management team or your record label. or Even stupid things like when we released a single, Solid Harmony, for instance, mm. we released a single that was had loads of hype around it. By Monday afternoon, my families and friends were calling me going, I can't find the single because it's sold out. So it gets released on Monday, sold out by Monday afternoon. They didn't restock, so our chart entry was suffered. So okay. it was so dependent on so many different factors and links working. Yeah. That you can't, you're not relying on yourself. And I found that quite, quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it was a case of fire the management. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I just kind of... Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's you want, like you, you spend so much time being creative and then you pass it on to someone else and then it gets like and chopped up into And whatever they do, is, it depends on how well you do. Yeah. yeah, and they're not as invested in it as the person who well, spent yeah. like, you know, 20 hours in a recording studio. Yeah, it's so much, it is, it's down to how good you are, but it's also down to luck. So who yeah. else is working with you? And at what point did you say, okay, I'm going to get a normal job. I'm, uh, I'm out of this. Well... After I did the tour in the States, I sort of sat in the house for a bit and thought, I need to find something that I'm going to f- be fulfilled by. You can't, I couldn't go from sort of touring and, and doing all this stuff that was my dream job yeah. to doing something that didn't have a kind of reward or yeah. a, an emotional attachment to it. Because it's so emotional yeah, being an artist. Um, and I'd always fancied being a midwife, but thought I couldn't, I'd never be able to do it. So blood. I applied. Are you afraid of blood? Yeah. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> goo. It's like, really? oh. Yeah, there's a lot of goo involved, oh, I've got to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I apologised. I apologise. I applied to um, a couple of universities and got accepted, and I was like, wow, okay. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Bearing in mind, I hadn't studied since GCSEs. Wow. And it's a degree course. Yeah. Um, Which you got first class honours in. You I, probably won't yeah, say that because you're, mar- <laughs> you're modest. Well, I read that on the internet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's like that's very impressive. And I'm not that modest. I um I graduated top of my class as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, my god. My mum is very very proud of that. Like that absolutely. They must have probably been more proud of that than they were of like all the pop star stuff. <laughs> yeah, she was. I, I think more when I said I was going to be a midwife, they were absolutely shocked. Like, are you sure about this kind of thing? Yeah. Um and yeah, so the fact that I know I worked really hard, so I felt like I had to prove why I'd chosen to do something else. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's probably what happened. And there, like, there must have been a point where you were, you know, in the middle of study, which obviously it's a hard course. Like, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. So you must have been in the middle of that. There, you must have moments where, like, you're coming up to exams, you're stressed out to death, and you're thinking, yeah. I used to be a pop star yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's more often it's sort of in the middle of a goo moment, as you said earlier. And you just think, it ain't glamorous. <laughs> this, <laughs> have, you, have you had, like, even like before the big reunion, um, did you have people to go, hey, wait a second? Um, I did I did a bit, but a lot of people did the kind of, they recognised me, so they assumed they'd met me before. Okay. Because you're not going to expect to see someone that you're seeing on top of the pops in a hospital room delivering your baby. Yeah. So you're not going to make that connection. A few people did. Yeah. Most people just assumed that they'd see me through their pregnancy at some point, so they recognised me. Okay. So I got All away right. with it quite well. <laughs> and for the people that did recognise you... But that must have been terrifying, I suppose, for them, because it's like, hold on, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a baby and you're a pop star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we discuss this for a second? <laughs> yeah, it must have been a little bit. Did you have any Honeys fans coming in, I'm going to get my baby delivered by Mariama? I, I did have, yeah, yeah. Actually, more so because 
the kind of midwifery that I do, I do deliveries, but I also do antenatal clinics and I do home visits as well with the baby afterwards. Oh, okay. So usually it was at home and they get the CD out kind of thing. That would be when I knew that they then knew, kind of, you know, because lots of people know and not say anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but then like on this last home visit, they know it's the last one, they sneakily get out the album and be like, can you sign it? <laughs> Which is very sweet. That's lovely. Yeah. And did you you didn't have any like, you know, people calling their rabies after you or anything or triplets? Oh he- no, not Marianne. that I know of. No. <laughs> <laughs> so when the big reunion came along, like how long were you working as a midwife at that point? Uh, about seven years. Well, since training it'd been seven years. And were you in the one job? Yeah. Uh, the, the, in the one place, I think. Yeah. That must have been a bit strange when you go applying for jobs. Like you you've graduated top in your class and then you're handing your C V yeah. And they're going, well, 99 to 2001, yeah, international was, pop star. Yeah, there was a bit of that, because you have to get references and all that kind of stuff, obviously, like normal people. Okay. So you have to get references when you apply for the course, but also when you apply for the job. So I've got like random references from a, a song producer and a management team. So, you know, they're thinking, this isn't your normal reference. Yeah, of course. a healthcare worker's job. <laughs> and were, they, were you sitting there going, because obviously then, you know, it's people, hospital administrators going, yeah. Okay, what? Who are they? Yeah. Sing? Can you sing a line of one? Well, <laughs> I have to say, they're actually quite sweet about that. I think they went away and Googled it after I left the room rather than asking it directly. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Well, in fairness, that's the professional thing yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like after you then started the like you the big reunion, which as you say, like it got it got bigger, way bigger than I'm sure you thought it was going to be. Yeah, How did that affect the day job? Well, it was strange because I literally, even now on the tour, I've just taken my usual annual leave from work. Yeah. to do the TV stuff. So, you know, it was the odd day of filming, which we managed to just sort of do around um, my schedule at work. Yeah. And then they decided they wanted to come and film me delivering a baby. Wow. So, yeah, so basically I had to find a lady that would agree to be filmed and then had to be on call for her delivery. Because the thing is, you couldn't go into delivery suite because you can't get permission from a woman in labour because they're apparently... My hospital oh, said they're not technically of sound mind, so they can't give you proper permission so we had to pre-agree <laughs> with with women but that meant that I was on call for their births as well okay unfortunately it was over Christmas which is when my birthday is so I couldn't drink for oh like a no month. <laughs> <laughs> but no it was worth it so the TV crew came in for the delivery which was amazing um, and but all the midwives on the ward when I walked in with the camera crew were just like <laughs> and did they, I presume they knew that that was in your background that you they knew at this point yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but was that the first that was that the first time it's come up it's the first time they'd seen it, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, wow. sort of walking down the hallway with a camera behind me was... <laughs> you can't really hide from that. <laughs> and uh, I have a question. This is disgusting. Um, when they filmed it, because I, I actually watched the, the, the clip of it, you know, yeah. where... It, it, like, that's such a lovely moment, like, yeah. to hand somebody their baby. It's incredible. Very clean gloves. Oh, yes. <laughs> did, they make, did you deliver the baby? She, and no, they're... because she was in the water. It was a water birth. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, it stays... A a day, yeah, okay. Yeah. And did you have to do that a few times? Going, oh, no, I'm going to take your baby back. I need oh, to get no, it from another no. angle. <laughs> no, sort of. When we talked about doing it, we can't, I kind of said you need to try and blend into the walls as much as humanly possible. So they set up the shot to kind of just let me get on with my job because I'm not going to be thinking oh, yeah, about that. There's so many things that can happen during a delivery. Yeah. Um, and this baby was a blooming big baby. It was huge. Wow. It was massive. Yeah, baby. I remember thinking that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was four and a half kilos, which. Oh my god. It's pretty. It's pretty big. Eleven pounds. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a very so, um, although in the show you kind of see the delivery moment, there was there was kind of a few moments before that where we were thinking, 
I might have to get this woman out of the pool and go down the emergency route but we managed we did it she wow. did it she did an amazing job and what like with regard to deliveries and things like that what's been your most exciting one like um it's always going to be the first one first oh, yeah. delivery so when you're training you have to observe five and then you have to sort of everything you do is with a midwife um, but the first delivery is kind of your hands are on the baby and the midwife's hands are on yours. That's that's the first one that you physically oh, do. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so that was my first delivery. So you always, that's always going to be the most exciting one. That must have been unbelievable. Yeah. Does it compare to anything? tears, absolutely broke down. Right. Yeah, I, I cried. And then I apologised because I said to the parents, I'm really, really sorry about that because that was your moment, not mine. But I couldn't help it. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, no, actually, we thought that was really nice. It kind of made it more of an event for us that you're, you're emotionally invested in it as well. So, That's amazing. Um, yeah. And like, there's prob- is there anything in the pop star world that can compare to that? We did the O2 the other night. It came pretty close. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many was the O2? 18,000. 18,000. And it was to the rafters jam-packed. Oh my god! And the atmosphere was unbelievable, backstage and in front of the stage. It was just that must have been incredible. It was unbelievable. And did you did you think, um, like, I mean, I suppose the situation you're in now is this this tour is coming to an end. Yeah. And you're about to return to yeah. work. I presume yeah. is that what's that like? It's funny actually because I literally I, so I finish work on the Saturday, and um, for the tour, so I'll be home Saturday night, and then I'm back in the hospital on the Wednesday. Wow. So it's going to be a real sort of head spin to get back into work mode different work mode um so yeah it'll be it'll be different yeah yeah and if like if you had to choose if i know yeah. this is a, i know this is a tough question yeah. in the sense that um you know the honeys like obviously you're getting a great reception yeah like it's fantastic and there is a new single isn't there uh, we've recorded some stuff yeah and there's a song that that i love i never say that i never record a record go, i love this record but i actually genuinely love this song so cool. fingers crossed we'll do something with it. So if like if there comes a point where you have to choose, like it, like yeah. is there a job or or do they just fill two different like vessels in your life? They're so completely different. I mean, I'm blessed in that midwifery is the kind of thing that I could I could be a midwife for the next hundred years if I chose to be. You know what I mean? As long as you're yeah. so good at your job. So it's not like I would ever have to give one up for the other. So okay. if something happens with the honeys, I can focus on that but then always return to being midwife afterwards. I don't have to make that choice. I'm lucky in that respect. Um, you were saying you have a little girl. Yeah. If she came to you and said, I want to be a pop star. I'd be mortified. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be secretly proud as, as long as, you know, she can sing. Um, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see on that. She's only two. Um, but I'd also, I'd find it worrying. I mean, if you've watched The Big Reunion, you've seen this. Most of us have a story that, yeah, half of it was amazing and brilliant, and you would change it for the world. But the other half of it can be quite heavy. Um, yeah, and like I said before, like making that decision for myself to be a midwife was based on the fact that you can't you can't be in control of your career. So it's quite it's quite a difficult life. So yeah. if you imagine the amount of people that you meet that secretly want to be a pop star, compared to that handful that actually make it and, and make a decent living out of it, it's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult career. Do you think that? Do you worry that in your day job, then you're going to return on Wednesday? Yeah. Do you worry that you're now the pop star? It's happened already. Because after the series aired, I went back to work. Yeah. So I've been back to work between the series airing and now doing this tour. And so I've been, I've been at work and, and there's been a few moments that have made me think, mm, that's a little bit awkward. Yeah. Not in hardware, they've all been lovely. Yeah. But I just think I worry that 
I mean, I've walked into a delivery room and the parents have both looked at me. She's in the middle of huffing and puffing. She's looked at me and gone, wouldn't you want telly? And I don't like the feeling of detracting from their experience. Yeah. So that was my main worry. Um, and I've spoken to women about it and they've all been like, no, it's been great. It's just added to it. It's like, oh, well, he never guessed he was in delivery. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always, I'm quite conscious of the fact that it's, it's their moment and their experience and it's their baby. So I don't want to have anything detracting from that. And also, I suppose you train very hard. Yeah. You did like hard work. You had a seven year career yes, where you really hard work. You know, like it's it doesn't it certainly doesn't sound easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I suppose is there any part of you that thinks people will think, oh, she's more focused, like she's a pop, like she's got pop star life going on, so she's probably more focused on that, and this is just. I haven't had that not since I've been at work. But um, but it's not something you worry about. You're no, just like, no, I don't think is- no because I think most people have actually respected the fact that I'm going back to my job. So they know that if I've made a choice to be here, it's because I really want to be being a midwife. Because I don't, okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. if I could be off being a pop star, but I've chosen to come back to my work and and be a midwife, then there's there's a reason for that. So I think most people kind of respect it that I've spoken to. Brilliant. Hopefully, knocking on wood now. Cool. God, I think I think we've come to the end. It's good fun. Um, and I'm totally going to get you to sign my honey CDs. Yay! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> this is this is my moment, listeners. So go away. Um, thank you very much, Mariana. My favorite. I don't know if anyone saw this, right? My favorite program in the past year was the Big Reunion. Anyone watched the Big Reunion? Yeah. One, yeah, two people, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, unbelievably brilliant. Do you know what the big reunion was? Yeah. All right, it basically, right, they looked back to the 90s of all the boy bands and girl bands. They were like, who's not dead? <laughs> and they brought them all back to do a big tour. It was the mo- I genuinely think it was the most amazing event that has happened in my life. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. I got so excited because they brought back the honeys. Remember the honeys? <laughs> One of the girls in the honeys, she works as a midwife now. Can you imagine how fantastic it would be to go in, in labour, and find your teen idol ready there with the gloves on, ready to go? How fantastic would that be? I mean, it would really make the moment, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, like, she seems like she's a beautiful, intelligent girl, like, with lots and lots of talent. But there are some members of girl bands you wouldn't want that to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go in there and it's Kerry Catone, like, straight away you're starting to get a bit worried. <laughs> Close my cervix, John. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. That was absolutely disgusting. I just lowered the tone of the whole podcast. Sorry about that. Riyadh is just giving me funny looks now. That might end up getting cut out. Okay, uh, one of the things that I want to do in this podcast is help everyone. Like, we're helpful people. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're helping me. So, I'm helping you. We're yeah. helping each other. Absolutely. Anyone that wants to email you, they can get help from you too. Yeah, uh, Garode at garodefairly.com. If you have a dilemma or a problem or something you want us to help you with. Yeah, it could be to do with your sex life, your family life, your work life. No, we're not doing that. Your ingrown toenail. Absolutely, no. We're not doing that either. (laughs) No, just something lovely. Uh, I put a shout out on Facebook, just as we started recording the first episode, uh, to see if anyone had a problem. And we got uh, a couple of responses 
most of them unusable. The only dilemma that we actually got was from a girl called Lisa who said, Hey Garode, my hair. Now there's a problem. Later, Lisa. Not so enough, you know Lisa. Not enough. This is going to be an absolute disaster. But if you have a dilemma and you think it can help, get in touch. That's it. We're done. We've had enough. Thanks to Riyadh. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. If you need me again, just let me know. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> Radio production Real number one You top and tail The interview at least That's the easiest thing You could do I know I was so busy I was chopping out All my mms and as And likes So you forgot Basically and I just left it in But you don't think It sounds brilliant The way like It's just over it Won't take it lying down It's kind of built in I thought that was lovely Like it's part of the song Yeah I thought it was lovely <laughs> Do you not like that? Um, you're learning This isn't going to work <laughs> Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.